I mean, this happened several times in, in this past game. Whenever there's a set of downs at, at the goal line, how much does the intensity for you raise as the defensive play caller when, when you know it's, it's do or die at, at that situation? Yeah, the, the intensity is very high in those moments. You know, it's uh, something we always talk about, just give us a blade of grass to stand on, and we have to stand up and make plays there. And it's just a credit, really, to our, our defensive line. It all starts with them, the way they set the tone of, Resetting the line of scrimmage, giving our second-level guys a chance to, you know, shoot through and make plays. And so it's all about those guys up front, you know, and the way they they set the tempo for us. And you know, guys did a fantastic job, you know, on Sunday of of making those plays and not not blinking. That was the cool part about it. No matter what adversity we faced there early in the game, nobody blinked, nobody worried. You know what was going to happen. Everybody just took it upon themselves to go out. Make plays to put us in a good position to win the game. That defensive line, Eric Armstead made a, a nice tackle down there early on. Have you seen since he's started playing defensive tackle predominantly? Have you seen him getting better and better each week? Just uh, as he's gotten used to that role. Yeah, since we've moved Eric inside, he's he's definitely gotten better each week. You know, each week you see his game just increase. He's making more and more plays inside. I feel like he's continuing to be the dominant player he was as he was on the outside. He's just as dominant inside now. So it's just a matter of him just getting comfortable anytime you, you know, you change positions there, doing something different, a little bit different technique, different, different footwork. It takes time to, uh, to develop that and takes time to really, you know, take off with And Eric has done that. He's done it in a fairly, you know, short time. You know, he's done really well with it and, and uh, I continue to see him, you know, doing better. So I'm, I'm happy with what Eric has done inside, and it gave us a chance to really play better against the run, having Eric inside. Tennessee has been committed to the run for the last few years, much like you guys are, except for they've done it with one guy. And then that one guy went down, and they're still running it. How is what, what are they doing that enables them to do that? Yeah, I think it's just the mentality, right, of of their their head coach. You know, they want to be physical. They want to establish a ground presence and it doesn't change no matter who's been in for them. I know they've been dealing with a lot of injuries, you know, guys in, guys out, but it doesn't matter. Their mentality is, you know, starting with their their O line. They're gonna they want to push you around, right? They want to run the ball. They want to be physical. That's their mindset. And it hasn't changed. You know, no matter who no matter which running back is back there, you can tell they all have that same mindset that they want to run the ball, they want to be physical. So it's going to be a, a really good challenge for us against a really good, uh, good run, running offense. Is that a, I don't know a good opponent for a short week in that, you know, hey, line up and play. You know, we have to beat the guy in front of us. Maybe it's not as complicated as other game would be. Yeah, I think that's that's the kind of ball you get into. The more you know, you keep playing in December. You're playing meaningful ball. I think that's the type of ball games you play in. It's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be run game. Heavy guys not trying to make mistakes offensively, not trying to, you know, turn the ball over and defensively. Like, can you be sound and detailed in your assignments? And just it's going to be the may the best team win at that point. But it's not a lot of trick I'm going on. It's just line up and see who can be who. Uh, Ambry Thomas played well enough to hold on to his starting job. Yeah, Ambry has done, done some good things for us. I think he's still a young player. I think it was his Ambry's second game. 
at corner, one of the toughest positions to play on a defense. So young guy out there, he's he's done some good things for us, some encouraging things. He just has to keep growing, keep getting better. Has he been behind the scenes when you talk to him? What's what are those conversations like? Yeah, Embry's been fine. I think he's uh, I've seen a different ending with his confidence level. I think he, he's fine mentally. He, he's been doing a, a really good job, great job in the meetings, great job in, in practice. So I can tell that he's he's definitely moving in the right direction, becoming a pro. He's doing a, a much better job for us, and I'm, I'm encouraged with where he is now. You know, he just has to continue to keep growing. Go challenge guys. Don't back down. Keep challenging guys. Keep fighting to make plays. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try again. Will he start Thursday? Say that again. Will Ambry Thomas start Thursday? We'll see. <laughs> Coach, going back to a couple of weeks ago and on Sunday, we talked about how important it was for your defense to make this their home, to truly take advantage of being with their fans. And on Sunday, I got to see Jimmy Ward kind of get up and you know. Shattered up with this yeah. Do you feel like they finally have that home field advantage? Like that energy is finally there? Oh, for sure. I think the energy in our stadium here at Levi Stadium has been outstanding. And it's also a credit to the way we've played. Yeah, I think that's that's it. Fans need something to cheer for. So, you know, it all starts with our guys offensively, defensively, special team guys making plays. That's what that's what gets the fans excited. So we just had to Stand up in our home turf and make plays. Give the fans something to be excited about. Give them, give them that pride they have in our in our team. We had to allow them to be able to do that. And I think that's what we've done over the past couple of weeks. And now we feel the energy from the crowd. You feel guys making plays, and it's a it's a totally different atmosphere than it was in the beginning of the year. So we definitely appreciate our fans for representing, being loud as possible, making Levi's a tough place to play in. That stop at the goal line, Kevin Givens knocked back the center. Uh, does that stop happen without what Kevin Givens does? And, and it's, he's a guy we don't talk as much about. How has he been coming along? This yeah, year? Kevin's been coming along really well. He's that's what Kevin does really well is is disrupt. You see the play he made versus the uh, Minnesota Vikings when he disrupt, he shot through and he forces a fumble there, creates a turnover for us. Like Kevin does a really good job of penetrating, getting in playing on the other side of the line of scrimmage. And that's no different from the play made on the goal line with Kevin, Eric, Bosa, all those guys penetrating. That's what allowed us to make that play. What's the like in meetings when you guys are going over film, whether it's the pass game and he's getting a sack or maybe looking ahead and seeing opportunities for the upcoming game? Yeah, both, he's he's the same as he, as he always is. Bosa is just he, – he's quiet. You know, he's uh, – He's always locked in, always locked in to meetings, quiet guy, but you know he's still very he's very detailed in what he does. He's he's a very smart player, you know, and he knows what he's doing. And uh probably one of the most detailed rushers I've ever I've ever been with. And uh he's just constantly always around a quarterback. And that's uh you know, I'm happy to have happy to have him on our team. And I think I said it before last week, but this every week, you know, he is productive as as anybody in the league. And to do that, coming off an ACL injury, it's uh, it's unheard of, and definitely should have some type of you know uh, promotion for whether it's comeback player of the year, defensive player of the year. Like Bosa definitely deserves that from what he went through last year, being out of ball, coming back from a 
really tough injury to come back from and to be better. That's, it says a lot about him, and it's very impressive. Do you get the sometimes that he's not telling you everything he knows? Because <laughs> it seems like sometimes he'll come out with something, whoa, okay, you were, pay, you were paying attention. Oh, I know. He's, that's what I said. Bosa is a very smart guy. He's, he's calculates. Take, he takes everything in. He, he, he listens, and he, he wants to be better, right? He always is looking for the information to be better, and Bosa is a, a very, very smart guy. He's definitely listening and paying attention to everything that, that we give him. Uh, favorite Christmas tradition is really just uh, Christmas Eve and family normally gets together and we all just get gifts from everyone. That was one cool part about growing up is just whether it was a pair of socks, a toothbrush, candy, like everybody was able to get something from, uh, from grandma, aunts, uncles, cousins, everybody just being there together, sharing that time and that moment with family. That was, that was the most in. That was the most special part about Christmas for don't don't get that much time nowadays to do it, but you know, favorite memory is just being around my family during that time. And just going back to the Boza question, does he ever open up to you about potential frustration on certain calls? Because when he comes in here and we ask him, he's kinda of like, I'm not gonna talk about it, I'm not gonna get fine. Does he open up to you about that? Do you give him any advice on how to just keep his head cool? No, he's I mean, you know, he's not he doesn't open up to me about that. <laughs> it's not. It's not been an issue. He just has to keep going, keep working like he's working, and we'll be just fine. Arden, uh, Arden uh, Key and his effectiveness, yeah. uh, defensive tackle. Has that been season long, or was there a point where he started playing more of those pass rush situations? There. Yeah, I think Arden has progressively gotten better, and he's he's proven to us that he can go in and be an effective pass rusher. Yeah, for us, and he's. Man, the past couple of weeks, I, I don't know if it's been every week, but he's consistently hitting the quarterback. And when you do that, that just gives us more confidence to give him more opportunities to go out and rush the passer. And that's what he's been doing. I think Arden is having a career year, the most sacks he's ever had in his career. So I'm, I'm so happy for him to be able to have the type of year that, that he's having and proud of the way that he works, proud of what he's doing on Sundays for us. You know, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, you know, you just have to be tell the guys. You just have to be careful with how you. You know, everybody's sensitive with the quarterback, so you have to be very careful with how you're landing on the quarterback, how you're hitting the quarterback. You just have to be very conscious as a rusher. You know, and it's it's to, it's hard because first thing first, it's so hard to get there, and then when you get there, now you have to think about well, how am I landing on him? Did I hit him too hard? Is this it's hard, you know. It's uh, definitely the game is changing in that way, which is which is tough on players. Yeah, you just have to teach, and we understand that we can't put our full body weight on the quarterback when we're taking him to the ground. So we have to kind of roll off to the side when we are taking him to the ground. All right, thank you, guys. For today, uh, Greenlaw uh, won't practice. Elijah Mitchell won't practice. Maurice Hurst won't practice. Um, Huff, we're still trying to evaluate him to see if he can. Um, Aziz will be limited and Tart will be limited. Go ahead. John said on the radio today that Mitchell might be a little bit um, better uh, than, than best thought. Is, is that 
correct? Yes, it's true. Yeah, he had some encouraging um, things happen this weekend. What kind of, um, I mean, it's the 530 practice. It's pretty dark at that point. How are you going to actually practice physically today? Because uh, of the not sun not being up? Yeah. We're going <laughs> to all hold our iPhones up. Uh, no, we're going to go in the stadium. we got lights in there. So we're just walking through, so they don't get mad at us for messing the field up. How is everyone feeling today, a couple of days after that win, but now with your focus to it's, Tennessee? It seemed good. I mean, um, you know, guys seemed energetic in the meetings. You know, there's so much to put in in such a small amount of time that um, we see them in the meetings. I see them quickly, then we all break up, and they're all just cramming stuff in. And I'll see them out here for our first walkthrough in a little bit, and we'll come back in, have another meeting, and then go out for a longer walkthrough later tonight. Random question, but somebody wanted to know how long did Debo Samuel practice before becoming your quarterback? How long did he, oh, before we move him there? He did that. He made a hell of a play, but did that guy who asked that question see him throw the ball? He did. It's, it, I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't very good either. But Debo can do anything he works at, so I'm sure one day he'll get his opportunity. Yeah, one week where Ayuk is running a play where he, he might have a chance to throw it. Next week, Debo does. Do those two guys have a back and forth, kind of lobbying you to, to get a chance to do something like that? They all do. That's what they do every week and every year. Juwan had one early in the year, um, and none of them had done great on him so far. So, um, But none of them were great looks either. But uh, we'll keep trying to work at that. Sanu's got the best track record because he's been doing it for a long time with it. Trent Cannon. Uh, Trent Cannon's doing good. He was in the meeting today. Got to see him. Um, First time in a little bit, um, but it sounds like he's doing a lot better. Still in the protocol and stuff, but just um, his health and how he's feeling seems pretty good. Carl, there was on that, I think Kittle's first catch the screen, uh, you had a really nice, I guess it's a seal block. Uh, but anyway, is that the type of block either like technique-wise, wouldn't make or, or, or capable of making like earlier in the season or effort-wise, or I mean, is that? Yeah, that, is that like an example of, okay, that's better? Yeah, that was, I mean, that was all three of those guys. That, that was a hard block to execute. It was when we were backed up. We hadn't done anything yet, so there was, we needed them to take some pressure off us with that play. Um, we had switched the splits a bunch during the week trying to get a ride, and um, those guys, they had the easy look down, but that was the hard look. And that was just from getting some reps in. Those guys listened to what they did good, what they did bad. And it was him and Juwan who were on it, because that was very tight. And uh, I thought the defense played it pretty good. But um, if they were a half second off Juwan or Ayuk, um, Kittle would have taken a pretty big hit in the backfield. Both of Tennessee's safety seem to be putting up a, a good year. What particular challenges do they present your offense? Um, I mean, their whole defense um, just as a whole. You know, We haven't seen them for a few years. and. It's not just their defense, it's their whole team. They're extremely physical. Um, starts with their front seven, with their D-line and their linebackers. But then it goes all the way back to their back end. They're both safeties that they come up, are very good tacklers. They don't make many mistakes. And uh, they got real good ball skills that'll make you pay, too. Henry Thomas, what have you seen from him? And you know, I know at that position, whenever you get beat, that's what people talk about. How is he, what's his mindset? Does he, how does he take? those kind of adverse plays. That's what I've been most impressed with him about in these last two weeks. You know, I, 
And sometimes it takes guys a little bit of time, and you don't always have time in the NFL, but not every single guy, right, when they get drafted, no matter where it is, is ready to play right away. Um, and I thought it was a big, I thought it did hurt him missing his last year of college with COVID, um, coming in here, not getting into OTAs, and um, getting used to football at the same time, getting used to NFL football. And those preseason games, I think, were a little bit of shock to him and some of our other guys. Um, and then he didn't get an opportunity for a while, and when he did, uh, you could tell that he had learned from what he had done earlier. He, it didn't look like a shock to him. By no means, nothing was perfect. Got beat a couple times, had some penalties. Um, but his body language, his demeanor, he kept competing, kept trying to be physical. And um, by watching him and how he was moving, you couldn't tell. He wasn't looking to hide, looking to get off. He was competing. Do you think that having uh, you know, the work that you do with him, with defense back coaches do with him, up to this point has made him more equipped to handle that than if he'd just been thrown into the fire early in the season? Uh, yeah, because I, I mean, I don't think he was ready. I think we learned that in preseason. Um, so that's why we tried to give him more time. And you don't always get that when injuries happen. Unfortunately, we were able to bring some veterans off the street who had done it, um, which bite us some more time. And the good thing about him was the experience that he got in preseason. Um, I think he was honest with himself. You know, some guys will fight you and just think of excuses and it's, it's your fault for telling me I'm not ready or something like that. And he wasn't like that. He, he kept working, um, didn't get discouraged. Um, and guys stayed with him after. He did a lot of work in the weight room. Um, it always is with me how hard they go on the scout team because we watch all those reps. And even though they think they're playing a different coverage and stuff, I mean, that's some of the stuff I watch the hardest because I'm watching the offense too and I get to evaluate them there. That's where I started to notice Mosley the most his first year. Um, so just taking advantage of all that stuff and knowing that when he did get his opportunity, he was going to be ready. And yeah, he still, still got a long way to go and still got to get better. But when he did get it, he was much more ready to play and help us out. Game in Chicago was the first one where Nick did a lot of you know moving side to side. It was, I think it was the first one where Eric Armstead played a lot inside. Was there something? Did something happen in the game before that against Indianapolis that told you that okay, we need to make some some changes uh, moving forward on the defensive line? Yeah, I think it was not holding out um, the hope that D would come. Because, um, you know, he, I mean, D, when he was out there and healthy, he was effective on that side. And then we could have our two best pass rushers there on the edges and then move Armstead inside just on third down and allow him to really um, work on the outside on first and second down. And once we kind of realized D wasn't going to be there um, and the Kinlaw, we'll put in him on IR and stuff, and we knew it was going to be tough to hold up if Eric wasn't inside predominantly. So we made that change so he could get better at it and you know, we could use one of our best players there and then start getting the other guys more consistent on the outside. And it's also when it made it easier to move Bosa around. Tennessee managed to uh, to keep their running game strong even without Henry. I mean, they're not used to using a lot of backs like you guys are, and then the, to, to lose a guy of that stature. Yeah, I mean, you would expect, you would think, um, you know, when you lose a player like that, it's, I mean, you turn the tape, it's going to look different. But you can tell that's their philosophy. I mean, they commit to the run. Um, you know, they think they run the ball, um, call more runs than anyone in the NFL. And in almost all situations, they'll do it on third down too, uh, first and second. Doesn't really matter the down and distance. They'll do it when they're behind. Uh, that's what they believe in. And uh, that's why they've been hard to beat these few years, especially even with injuries. Uh, when they, um, you know, they, they had it with um, P Pittsburgh, you know, they dominated that game. Um, and then they just, they turned it over a couple times in the fourth, three times in the fourth quarter, um, which I can relate to. Um, it's tough to win games when you do that. And, but they got a good formula where they play real good defense, they run the ball. Um, and when they don't turn it over, um, that's when they've had, they've won more games than most teams here the last few years. Okay, 
they just didn't want to, I guess, all NFL teams want to be physical and dominate and all that. But I guess their kind of ethos or whatever, maybe it's because of variables, uh, you know, old linebacker. Uh, but are they similar to you in that they want to punish you and, Yes, it's very obvious. In all three of their phases, they kind of take on the same mentality, and um, you know, it's I'm sure it's a lot like how Mike played, um, but you can see it at all spots. Does a real good job of it, no matter who's there. Kyle, uh, I got your favorite kind of question—a holiday question for you—and it's a two-parter. Uh, what are your favorite Christmas traditions, and do you have any wishes for the coming New Year? Um. I, my favorite is, I always read my kids the night before Christmas, um, which was more fun when we were younger. Um, now it kind of just becomes laugh at daddy when he doesn't pronounce the words right or something. Um, but that's a good tradition for us. And what was the other question? Your wishes for 2022. Um, that we're still playing football longer than a week into it. Kyle, you talked about the importance of sleep players what do you what is your sleep schedule like on a week like this uh not the best um but that's that's more for um to regenerate your muscles i don't have any so I don't have to worry about it um just so you get your legs back and everything you recover um coaches we get to sleep on the plane on our way out there and we will i'll take cramming four days in you can do whatever in four days if you get three days off so um, we're not complaining about it as coaches was it a couple years ago i think it was the thursday nighter in arizona where you said you just basically stayed in your office during the week during the, because it's so, so condensed? Yep. That's what we usually do. Some people do it a lot, but I usually just only do it on Thursday night games. Did you really sleep here? Did I look like I did? <laughs> 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 <You> smell like <laughs> uh, Yes, but that's nothing special. Most of us do. We got to. Good? All right, guys. Make sure you subscribe.